you have ever been interested in embracing the weird, letting your freak flag fly, and trying to know the unknowable, then this is the episode for you. This is X Gifted. Hello, my friends. Happy Halloween. Before we begin, if you've been keeping track, this special kind of alternative Halloween weekend is also the 13th episode of X Gifted. And because of that perfection, I wanted to use this opportunity to make an announcement. The 2022 Chaotic Organized Role Planning System is prepped and ready for pre-order, and you can sign up for it right now on my Ko-fi page. It's ko-fi.com slash Eliza. That's ko-fi.com slash Eliza. Stay tuned after the end of the episode for a really big announcement and uh, an offer for anyone who pre-orders. This episode is one that came out of nowhere, and since it's Halloween weekend, it seemed like the perfect time for it. My degree is in engineering and neuroscience. I am a very logical and analytical person. I've also recently started reading tarot cards. Do I contradict myself? I contain multitudes, but I didn't always. A few weeks ago, I was in a group on Facebook where someone asked a question about tarot. She got hundreds of comments and at least 90% of them were from people saying, essentially, I don't know anything about tarot cards and I can't answer your question because I don't know what it means, but you know that tarot cards are all fake and made up, right? And a year ago, I would have been saying the exact same thing, which so cringy, but I am logical and analytical and people who think of themselves as capital L logical tend to get, disregard any and every idea if they can't immediately see how it fits into their personal logical system. Noting that logic isn't really universal, but of course in Western society, we like to believe that logic was invented by the ancient Greeks and then that's just the end of the story. In other words, we love our bias when something contradicts one of our premises, in this case, that reading tarot is bullshit. But here's the important part. All these people admitted that they didn't know anything about tarot, except that it's, it's bullshit, apparently, which doesn't sound like a con conclusion derived from logic and reason at all, but one that stems just from prejudice and assumptions. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you should treat every opinion as equally valid and hear everyone out in case they have something valuable to offer within their load of crap. We have limited days on this earth and there are too many people with ridiculous ideas for that to be a worthwhile use of anyone's time. Plus, I don't care what you do, so should never comes into it. Today, I'm just talking to people like me who want to grow their capacity for spirituality and don't even know where to begin or how to get started when 90% of the people sound completely ridiculous and a solid 60% are just trying to get your credit card info to sell you enlightenment. In case it's not obvious, you can't buy enlightenment. For many of you, this may be something you have no interest in, and uh, that's fine, but if you ha have ever had an interest in developing your spiritual or emotional experience, it was very important for me to let you know 
that growth mindset applies in these areas too. I've only ever heard people talk about growth mindset when it comes to mental or physical skills, not something like spiritual growth. So when I started this path myself, it required a complete mindset shift after decades of me telling myself that emotions were bad and spiritual practice was not for me. You may know by now that I've changed my business name to Chaotic Organized, and part of the reason for that, for leaning into the chaos, is a desire to get deeper in touch with the disordered and the non-logical with my emotions and with potential mysticism. And that's the second time in as many minutes that uh, I have kind of equated my emotions with something magical, and I know there's someone listening who is shouting that they're not the same thing. And if they're not, for you, that's fair. But to me, the parallels between the two are much greater than any distinctions. My culture has an unhealthy fixation on logic and reason, and I grew up in a subgroup that is especially bad about this. So I spent years basically trying to abuse and insult myself into quieting my emotions because of this. Note that this doesn't actually make your feelings go away. You just forget how to feel them or what to do with them, which is why the people yelling about facts over feelings are clearly so emotional as they do so. And just that, just calling someone emotional, emotional is literally a word used as an insult, and it's meant to immediately shut the other person up and undermine everything they have said, and against whom is this insult typically wielded? Not generally white men. Have you ever heard the word logical used to insult or silence someone? And of course, we have an obvious long and bloody history of oppression of these same people, women and people of color, around their mystical beliefs as well. Not much that silences someone like burning her at the stake. Emotion and magic are both forms of power that fight against the tidy logical box that patriarchal, puritanical, stoic European culture wants to keep us locked inside. Just simply allowing your feelings unapologetically and without disregarding them as a lesser form of wisdom is a protest for so social justice. And now, decades later, I'm finally doing the hard work to undo all of that damage I've done trying to sever the parts of myself. Mind. Body. Spirit. And I'm doing part of that, at least, through learning some things about magic. For me, magic is emotions, but then again, I, I'm a Cancer, so Psst, that's a joke. So if you've been interested in trying to heal this part of you as well, I've got great news for you. Spiritual growth is no different from anything else. We can do hard things still applies, and you can use skills that you already have. Now, you might be wondering how to develop a growth mindset for Wu. This week, I have two propositions, one for the researchers in the group and another that is more hands-on, but there are three guidelines that will apply to both. First off, every time you start getting skeptical, try to replace it with curiosity instead. This doesn't mean that you believe everything you hear. It means you replace the sentence, that can't possibly be true, with the question, how could that possibly be true? 
It's impossible to learn from a proclamation made from a place of ignorance. Remember, remember the tarot haters above insisting that they knew nothing about tarot except that it was bullshit, but there's plenty to be learned from a question. And yes, sometimes the answer you come to is, oh, it isn't true. And that's okay too. That brings us to the second guideline. Only keep the parts that work for you. Leave the rest behind. This is your spiritual practice, so you get to define it 100%. And finally, don't give anyone your credit card info. I mean, I know that you already know that, but there's so much that you can do for free. It's not necessary when you first start to buy something. Now, if you decide you are really interested in certain practices, by then you'll kind of have a better idea of where you want your money to go and who you want to support. Okay, so research is really one of the best places to dive in because there's just so much to learn, especially if you haven't been exposed to much when it comes to magic or pagan ideology or things like that. If you're not sure where to start, I'd say check out your lineage. I'm mostly of Celtic descent, so my next topic to read is about Druidic beliefs and rituals. Plus, I'm a gardener, so that shit's just like right up my alley. Who knows? Maybe it's in my blood. But the first thing I started researching was astrology. Hear me out. It's an area where I struggle because it all seems so silly, but I'm really interested in astronomy and mythology. Both my kids have mythological names, and astrology is full of both of those things. For years, I approached astrology and the people involved with such disdain that I was never able to gain anything from it or learn anything about it. But this time I didn't do that. I started to roll my eyes and then I paused and I thought to myself that no, I can just listen and see what parts of this I actually want to keep and explore deeper. If you start with research, make sure to come from a place of curiosity and asking questions, not questions to shut them down, but to actually learn where they're coming from. There's a lot of really interesting things you can learn from astrologers and you can do it all without literally believing that the position of the planets at the time of your birth determines your personality. I even have an altar to the moon in my office now as I'm working with her to help guide me toward greater emotional acceptance and understanding. Does that sound nuts? If so, why? Why is taking time every week to sit down with a notebook and a candle and allow myself to examine my emotions a strange practice? And here's a big one. Even if I believed that the moon was literally listening and going to reach down from the sky and influence me in the process, so what? Learning about witchcraft or astrology or tarot or any other kind of mysticism can't harm you. And we're all gifted kids here. Learning is what we're best at. It doesn't mean that you have to take every single part of it. You're just listening, you're just learning, and you're just keeping what's interesting to you. On the other hand, if you want to get hands-on, I really recommend people start where I did. Tarot is amazing for spiritual beginners because it doesn't tell you anything that you don't already know on some level. You can use tarot without any supernatural beliefs. If you don't already have a deck, that's not a problem. Go down the app called Labyrinthos. It is entirely free, no ads, app for tarot reading. 
It will teach you everything you need to know about tarot, but you can get started without any of the research. Just ask yourself a question and pull a single card. Study the picture on the card and then try to think of how it relates to your question. But don't expect the cards to do explicit fortune telling or mind reading. That would be silly. Think of it like a Rorschach test. The cards don't answer the question. You answer the question. The cards are just kind of a framework to help the thoughts come out easier. Also, like, tarot is a nice safe place to start because you're not doing spells or rituals that might accidentally piss off the fae. I might not believe in Bigfoot or spirits or ghosts or demons and stuff, but I'm still superstitious enough to know better than to get entangled with the fae, just in case. The only real risk with tarot is allowing the card itself to bias your answers. You know how sometimes you ask someone for their input on two options, and as soon as they say option A, you feel instant regret and know in your heart that option B was what you really wanted? Funny enough, it's your feelings that can help with that. Always do a gut check on your tarot answers. If the answer fits well with the card, but it just doesn't feel right, then explore that. See what works better. Maybe even draw a second card for clarification. Curiosity is almost always the best way to learn any new thing. Remember that the scientific method is meant to be used to ask questions. If you design an experiment to prove someone else wrong, your bias will influence your results 100% of the time. And how logical is that? Before you go, my big announcement. If you're on video, you may notice it's a different day because I've changed my clothes and the lighting's completely different. If you're listening to the podcast, you may notice that I'm very sick. And this is just what my voice sounds like now. Let's power through anyway, okay? The big announcement is that the first 13 people who purchase the role planning system will also be invited to join the Quest for Chaos. This is a program I'm starting where I will be your real-life GM while we focus on a shared quest each quarter. The first quest will run from January through March, or 13 weeks, if you will. And it's entirely free for up to 13 people who sign up for the pre-order. I will have individual chats with each of you, including a session zero to set up your role-planning system and set intentions, and to help you find the motivation and an actual process that will make you want to keep coming back to your planner. Plus, we'll have repeating accountability sessions, weekly plan with me's, and occasional virtual meetups in character for anyone who wants to show off their new skills. If you want to get started using a planner in 2022, then consider this a jumpstart on your New Year's resolution. In the future, the Quest for Chaos will be part of a monthly subscription, but as a special launch offer, it's coming included when you purchase the role planning system for $25. So that's no automatic renewals, no need to purchase anything else. And you'll get the role planning system starter kit plus 13 weeks in the quest for chaos. I literally spend more than that every month just on stickers and pens to use in my planner. My email list and Kofi followers got a little bit of a head start, so I've already filled a few spots. But if you're interested, make sure you click that link in the show notes and sign up soon. If you're not interested in the quest for chaos, but you are interested in role planning itself, go look it over at ko-fi.com slash There's absolutely no obligation to join the quest if 
For example, you already have a solid planner habit or if you just don't want to. But here's the cool thing. If you already have a planner you love, you're in good company. I basically bought out the Hobonichi planner lineup for 2022. That's right. I am selling a planner that I'm not even using myself, but hear me out. Check out my Kofi page and I'll show you how to use the role planning system with any planner of your choice. More tutorials are planned as well, so you can keep your bullet journal or your sweet, sweet Tomoe River paper. <sighs> In the future, I even hope to make role planning stickers that can convert your planner into a role planning system with little to no effort on your part, but that'll take a minute. So until then, go visit my Kofi page and follow me so that you'll know the second those stickers come available on my shop. One last fun little reminder, this is the last episode that will have a publicly available video feed. Videos going forward will be only for supporters on Ko-fi, but that includes anyone who has made a $3 donation or purchase in the last 30 days. So your role planning purchase will do double duty and will also get you access to supporter perks like the video feed for the next 30 days. And that is it for this episode of the X Gifted Podcast. Join me in two weeks to chat some more about growth mindset. Bye.